are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello. Welcome back. <laughs> it's the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Uh, we want to thank you guys for being your first listen. Because uh, I know you're listening to this show right now after the Cowboys just <laughs> beat the Minnesota Vikings. I'm Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. And Landon, I was almost going to wear my referee costume for the show because I thought that was going to be the story of this game. Uh, and nope, I decided to put on a nice little Cowboys hoodie. Do you know why, Landon? Why, why is that, Marcus? Six and one. We are 6-1. That's and one. right. How's That's it feel? right. Uh, it feels amazing. Um, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that we kind of, uh, once the announcement came down that Dak was going to be the one, uh, Dak was going to be sitting out. I think a lot, all of us kind of allowed us, allowed us just to breathe a little bit and go, okay, this is what this is. You know, I mean, you know, we have a three game lead. We started going through the scenarios in our head of, of what's going to happen if they lose the game. And then I don't know if, 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 if you were going through the same thing I was, and I actually, this, let me just tell a quick story. Sure. You know, it's obviously it's Halloween tonight, right, guys? I'm in Dallas. This is why you're seeing a different uh, backdrop. I'm, I'm here for a wedding. Brought the whole fam. We went out trick or treating. And just to give you an idea of what it's like in Dallas right now, people were having, uh, you know, they brought their TVs out onto the lawn uh, to 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 watch the game while they were handing out, you know, with the bowl of the candy and handing out uh, trick or treating. So. Uh, I was able to keep up to date on uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks game and and the and the and the Saints game. And after that game was over and the and the Saints had beaten the Buccaneers, I was sitting there going, "Man, are we sure we don't want Dak to play this game? You know, because this this really could end up being consequential." And and the fact that it turned out the way it did, um, it's it's it. This is just a, this is an incredible season so far. This has just been so much fun to watch things like this happen and. Uh, I'm just I'm just super proud of this team right now. So in, in case you didn't know, the Cowboys did win against the Vikings. They beat them 20 to 16. Um, and <laughs> I don't even know where to start, Landon. I think yeah. we should probably start with Cooper Rush, right? I, I think that's obviously where we got to start, right? I mean, I, I think the expectations here were, were nothing. I mean, I think everyone has, has been down on Cooper Rush. This is a guy who was a hair's breadth away from losing the start, uh, the, the backup job to Garrett Gilbert. And mm-hmm. uh, that that all of us, I mean, everybody was talking about is imminent. I mean, not that he isn't still, but that it was imminently an upgradable backup piece that if we, you know, if something came along, uh, it, it might be worth investing here. And and again, I think we all kind of thought that when he was named the starter, that this was kind of a game that you were willing to sacrifice at the altar of sure. of losses in order to get through it. He had 320 plus yards passing, two touchdowns. Uh, it wasn't perfect. It, it wasn't, wasn't perfect. brilliant. Yeah, it was certainly not coaching tape for a lot of it. Uh, but he kept he kept putting himself out there and kept on and kept on uh, you know getting in there and, and getting hit, getting back up, making the throws, you know, hanging in there tough. He made a few plays. I mean, which is more than I think I expected from him at certain points. Um, but you know, look, I think against a defense that is. Uh, supposed to be one of the best third down defenses in football uh i'm pretty sure they ended up if not over or at least close to 50 percent on third downs 
Um, and I think Cooper Rush, whether he made the throw or not on those third downs, was a huge part of that because right. clearly right. he was getting the offense in good spots, and, and that's just super impressive. So when you have a backup quarterback playing, you know it's not going to be perfect, and you know it's going to be choppy, and there's going to be mistakes. And the Cowboys had him, right? He took three sacks on this one. Uh, he had an interception. He had the, the lost fumble. So those plays are obviously rough. But what you want is a quarterback that can make three or four big plays in a game they can keep you alive. And he kind of routinely did it, right? Yeah, Whether it was, you know, I, th- I think he had a third and 16 play to CeeDee Lamb or the deep shot to Amari Cooper. Or when you get in the red zone, can you make the play against a really good red zone defense? And he did, right? He found yep. Amari Cooper on just a gorgeous back of the end zone pass. Cooper Rush, I think, now gives you some confidence if you need Dak you know, if Dak is out for another game, I'm, I'm not assuming that he's out for next week, but you can, your offense can function, right? And I think Kellen Moore did a good job in this one of kind of trying to design some chunk plays, right? Like how big was that Cedric Wilson pass, right? That got him into yeah. field goal range, I believe, right? They kicked the field goal on that one to tie it up. I thought the offense, Landon, did well. They put up over 420 yards in this game. You know, it's funny because when we talked about the whole debate over Cooper Rush versus Garrett Gilbert, you know, one of the things that we talked about consistently was the idea that this is a great offense on its own without Dak. And and Dak is obviously the crown jewel and the thing that makes this a special elite offense, right? Right. But but the idea is that there's talent on this offense all around. And if yes. you can, and, and if if you're trying to get through a game and just win a game, like for a good portion of the NFL – if you have a quarterback who can just distribute to these playmakers and allow them to make the plays around them, you can win a you can win a ball game with some good defense, and that's ultimately how what happened, right? Is that everyone around them stepped up to make a play that was needed. Zeke made maybe the one of the most impressive individual efforts I've ever seen uh, on on an eight yard gain or whatever it was uh, that basically won the game. I mean, that, that, that is the best play I've seen from Zeke in years. Honestly, the, it, it, the most important play that he's made because otherwise you're settling for a short field goal or you're going for it on fourth and four. Right. I mean, just an incredible play by Zeke Elliott. And I didn't think he had that good of a game going into the last play, but to make that play when you absolutely needed it, he did. It was impressive. Yeah, I mean, I think well, I think Minnesota obviously it just based. I, I want to see the the coach's tape, obviously in the end zone, but Minnesota clearly knew that, that Dallas was going to be running the football, uh, and they were you know loading up on him and and, and blitzing early downs to kind of disrupt the run game as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they made they they certainly made the life life difficult for the run game at certain points for Zeke and for Pollard, and uh, and I think that. That play alone, I mean, was just really just a super, just, a, just the kind of play that you need to win these games by by the players that aren't your quarterback. Uh, when you're in a situation that you, you don't have your starting yeah. quarterback in there, you're fighting against. A, I mean, you know, that's the other thing about this. They they had a couple of really bad calls go against them. Um, they were negative too. A you couple. Know? It, it, yeah. Uh, well, a whole <laughs> drives worth a drives worth of negative plays of ridiculous plays by the. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the refs, and 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 for to overcome all of that and to fight back on the road in a tough place, uh, yeah. I mean, that's and, and, and again to maintain pace in in, in the NFC uh, first seed race while losing Dak against an NFC opponent. That's gold, Jerry, as they yep. say. That's gold. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna talk about 
what I thought was the most impressive part of this game in just a second, which is defense. Uh, but before Absolutely. we do that, I want to tell you guys about DirecTV. DirecTV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Landon, the defense, they were incredible. I mean, just absolutely amazing in this one. Uh, Kirk Cousins was 23 of 35 for 184 yards, (laughs) 5.3 yards per attempt. Minnesota had 24 carries for 101 yards. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but 4.2 yards per carry against this rushing team is unbelievable. And more importantly, they got the stops when they needed yeah, they, I think at one point, I don't know what the final tally was. Maybe you've got that in front of you. But I know at one point they were one of 11 uh, on third downs for Minnesota. And that's just absolutely unbelievable work by the Dallas defense. They finished I, I, one of 13. That's just ridiculous. And, and and honestly, that's the ball game for you, really. Maybe even more than the, the – the, I mean, obviously more. It was more of an indicator than the turnovers is that Minnesota – could not convert the, the third downs when they needed to. This the, the Dallas defense was able to get off the field, e, you know. Like I said, even despite some of the the the, the a whole drive worth of uh, worth of penalties that were being called on them, uh, you know. I, I think that the thing, if if you're gonna point to the the one you know uh, uh, <clears throat> factor of the Cowboys that that you know was the driving force of of why they actually won this game more than anything else. It was it's the defense. I mean, the defense. It was, defense. It was defense was able to keep this game close. That's what I. I mean, I don't know how you were, but I kept on saying to myself, looking up at the scoreboard, and going, "How is this game still 13-13? Like, I understand why we only have thirteen points. We're playing with the backup quarterback. How is this? You know, we've turned the ball over. We've given them short fields. We've given them tons of opportunities. Minnesota has not been able to take anything. Well, I want to read you the drive-by-drive really quickly. So they scored a touchdown in the first drive. Since that drive, they went punt, punt, 11 plays, 49 yards, and a field goal. But that's actually the drive where they got a stop, and Bradley and I jumped off on on special teams. So, oh, well. And then they had the end-of-half drive where they stopped them. Punt, field goal on seven plays, 33 yards after a turnover. Punt, 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 field goal, end of game. I mean, that is incredible against, a, incredible. I think, a really talented, tough offense. And you were shorthanded in some spots with some defensive linemen out. You know, Trevon Diggs got hurt on the last drive of the game. I mean, I, I, I'm just shocked at how well they played, even without getting a turnover. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing is that, you know, the, the thought process with us has been, it, it, can this defense perform well without getting a turnover? Uh, yeah, this is the first time I think someone said since – is it week nine, maybe, uh, that, that of last year that the Cowboys have not gotten a turnover on defense? Yeah. Which is pretty crazy long streak. Uh, and I and I think that it may have been, you know, maybe their best overall performance since then, you know, just because of ultimately what you're talking about. This is not a good matchup for the Cowboys. We talked about it all week. No. Even with Dak here, we were, we were, you and I were both concerned about this matchup because despite Kirk Cousins being Kirk Cousins, and, and, and let's be clear, Kirk Cousins, very Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he game. went full Kirk today, didn't he? He really did. So, uh, but I, I think beyond that, you still have to keep in mind that this is a uh, uh, a balanced offense that can run the football. They're a wide zone team that's coached by that tree that knows how to run coach that that offense well. So they're very well coached on how to run the wide zone, and it's very difficult to to stop the run against a well coached wide zone team. 
They have wide receivers that are a, a core that's as good as anybody in the league. Uh, they have a very balanced offense and a quarterback who, again, despite going Kirk Cousins on us, uh, is a a guy who has had a very good season so far in, in some respects, you know, throughout the year. So this was a team that uh, we had rightly concerned that 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 they would, you know, just run right through us, and it looked like it was going to happen that way early on, uh, and then it, they just closed closed the gate and didn't ever open it up for the rest of the game, and it was just really impressive the way that they were able to clamp down. And, and like you said, they didn't need the big play in order to stop them. They were able to get off the field consistently. I mean, more than consistently, like pretty much regularly, pretty much almost 100% at this point on third downs. And, and that was just something that you haven't seen this defense do. Uh, and, it's, and it's a really good sign for moving ahead. Uh, a couple of things I just wanted to bring up, just random little factoids. Um, Landon, last time the Cowboys played, Andy Dalton threw a last-minute touchdown to – Dalton Schultz, get it, Dalton, yeah. Dalton. This yeah. one was a last-second touchdown to Cooper or to Amari Cooper from Cooper Rush in Minnesota. Both of those. It's kind of funny, little namesake there. Uh, I also saw this is the first time in NFL history where a quarterback threw a touchdown to a receiver with this, with the first name being the same as the last name of the receiver. Which I don't know if that really matters, but I thought it was interesting. Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, 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 at some point, the Cowboys are going to need to start uh, patenting redheaded backup <laughs> quarterbacks too, right? Like, I mean, this is – I mean, Mike White and ridiculous. Cooper rushed through for about 800 combined yards today. And that's actually the truth, which is kind of unbelievable. A um, couple of just plays in this game that were absolutely huge. Uh, we talked about the Ezekiel Elliott one. How about the Amari Cooper uh, just juggling catch? Because that oh kind of changed the entire field position, right? It was yeah. like, okay, hey, now we're in field goal range. Uh, that was a pretty big one, right? What what other ones did you have? Man, uh, uh, the 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 third down sack by by uh, by Gregory brought yep. new life to me. I thought that I was really concerned about what they're going to be able to do uh, there. Uh, I'm you know I'm trying to think about some of the lamb catches to me, like just like he had that one big drop, and even if he had caught that pass, I don't know if he would have gotten the first down because Kendricks was right there. But uh, I, I, I got felt yeah, give me. Uh, third to last play of the game, Jordan Lewis makes a tackle inbounds on KJ yeah. Osborne uh, to force it to be third and nine. And that the, the clock goes from 46 seconds down to 20 seconds. And on the very next play, Anthony Brown makes a tackle inbounds, and that's the game. Those yeah. two tackles by Brown and Lewis were huge. I, I know it's at the end of the game and that kind of stuff, but it, we've seen time and time again teams get inside the 30-yard line and they're taking shots at the end zone. For the Vikings not even to get past the 42-yard line of their own 42-yard line uh, is pretty impressive. I, again, I just I cannot stop praising the defense. They were so good in this game. We we, we can't go any further, if, especially praising the defense, without mentioning Micah Parsons' name. I mean, Micah Parsons was all over the field. I, I think he ended up with 11 tackles, four, four tackles for loss. Okay. Uh, and, and just, you know, was playing, lined, lined him up all over the place. I mean, whether it was just – Closing like a bullet on on some of the screen passes, on some of the dump down passes and stuff. You know, I think that has been the biggest difference between for the Cowboys and some of these teams that play these kind of Stefanski wide zone screen passes uh, uh, offense is that Micah Parsons is just like a tackle vacuum. 
and he's just, you know, he just, he just, he just sucks it all up. He gets there, he closes quickly, and he, and he makes his tackles. And, yep. uh, you know, offenses can't get the yak that they used to get on us, and they can't, you know, and it, it also has an effect in the run game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, kudos all over the place after having kind of a down week. I, I felt like in New England uh, to Micah Parsons, who was just all over. Um, we're going to get to some injury updates in just a second. Um, but what does it mean for this team to get this win, to go six and one, to win with a backup quarterback, a backup left tackle on the road against an NFC opponent? Uh, how, how game changing is that for Dallas? It's very game changing. I mean, look, I mean, we're going to talk about injuries and we'll look ahead and see, you know, we, who's next on the schedule. I, we, I think we play Denver next, right? Or it's Denver it, at home. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Denver at home. You know, I mean, we've got what is going to be a pretty, I think back to back games that are very winnable games for the Cowboys. It's, it's at home against the, the Broncos and at home against the at Falcons. Home against Falcons. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think you're looking at a situation where you don't want to look far too far ahead. Uh, but you're you're looking at a situation where you, you're probably going to have a couple more wins under your belt if you if you can play things uh, straight. You know, look, you're playing for higher you're playing for a higher plane than the Cowboys have played for in a long time. You know, I, I, the the number one seed is now uh, not just a within shots reach. I mean, I feel like you're you have an inside track to a large degree because of your schedule and because of the makeup of your team and because well, how and young they hope- are. Tampa Bay lost. Tampa yeah. Bay lost today, right? The Cardinals yep. lost on Thursday night, so uh, you have the same record as everybody else in the NFC. And the Packers have a pretty tough schedule coming up. The Cardinals have a, a really hard schedule coming up with the NFC with West. injuries as well. Yeah, and with some of the injuries, like they have games. <laughs> excuse me. They play the 49ers coming up. They play the Seahawks when Russell Wilson comes back. They play the Rams. Uh, they have some big, big games coming. Yeah, it's it, yeah. The Cowboys, like I said, I mean, with this win, uh, I mean, even if they had lost the game, they obviously were in it. But with this win, I, I, it's hard not to feel like they they aren't in the driver's seat. You know, uh, they, it's it's all in front of them. Five thirty eight gives them a twenty two percent chance to have the first round buy in the NFC. The only team with a higher chance at a first round buy in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers. Fitting that it would be the Packers and Cowboys fighting for that number one seed. Uh, All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about BetOnline. We are back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the football and basketball action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. We also want to tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar. It's the amazing uh, protein bar. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, great flavors. It's just a fantastic combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they just taste really, really good. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, injuries. It sounds like Mike McCarthy said after the press conference that the goal was never to have it be a game time decision with Dak. They were going the whole week with the idea that we're going to sit him, um, but they just didn't tell us that. So, so good job by the Cowboys at not leaking that. Uh, Tyron Smith has an ankle injury, a left ankle injury. Uh, sounds like he'll get an MRI tomorrow. Jabril Cox has a sprained knee. 
And Trevon Diggs has an ankle injury that we don't really know too much about. So a big win, but might maybe a costly one for Dallas. Yeah, Tyron's ankle is the same ankle that he had hurt earlier. So uh, we'll see what, what what how that is. Do you think uh, part of that was just them like resting him because of resting Dak? Like there's no reason to push him through this game. I, I it think it to me Tyron Yeah, I mean I mean the fact that they the fact that they had him on the sideline on his feet in pads. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, to me it felt like they got a scare and they're like, you know what, We're, this isn't worth it either. Uh, How do you think Dallas I think, like he played? I thought, you know, he he struggled at times. I mean, but I think he also had a tough assignment coming in against those guys, you know, kind yeah. of on shorthand notice. Uh, you know, the, the hold they called for him. Sure. You know, it was a hold. It, it was a hold but, 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 yeah. Do you think? I, I do you think? Was, oh, do you think if it's a long-term injury for for Tyron that they would consider moving Steele back to left tackle and having Collins play right tackle? I wonder if they wouldn't consider playing Steele. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Collins at left tackle. You know, because it's he he he. I think he's left-handed. Did he, he did it in college? He did he college. Left tackle in college. Yeah. So I, I think. I mean, if it's going to be long-term, I wonder if they wouldn't just start getting him more reps there and see if he was, you know, comfortable. It would would be as difficult, I think, because, like I said, it, it was actually difficult for him going left to right and learning, you know, kind of pass that's right-handed. So maybe it would come back to him pretty naturally if he had to go back the other way. Uh, Jabril Cox and the injury happened on special teams. He got carted off. He was on crutches after the game. Doesn't sound great. We'll wait till we hear more. The Diggs one, I'm not sure what to think because I when I watched the replay, it didn't seem like anything dramatic. It, it looked like he got yeah. It felt like it looked like he got that that kind of like uh, I don't even know what it is that little bump that's on the outside of your ankle hit and it like really hurts. It's like a bundle of nerves there. Yeah. But but he they were working on his ankle. I don't know. You know, it's so close to the end of the game that. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to determine how severe it is based on the fact that he didn't come back in because I felt like they probably didn't even have enough time to fully diagnose it at the but you know during the the time to, that he got hurt before yeah. the game yeah. actually ended. Uh, so we'll see we'll see how the rest of the injuries are, but you can certainly stomach the injuries more when you when you win games, right? Uh, so the Cowboys sitting at six and one, uh, top of the NFC East. Uh, they have what a three game, three and a half game lead on everybody in the NFC East right now. Yes, they do. Do they have a, the second uh, best quarterback in the NFC East? They, they, they second best quarterback. What do you? And I, who, who's the second best? Cooper Rush? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he the second? Oh yes, best? yes, yeah, maybe so. Yes, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm being a little facetious, but yes, it might be the yeah. third best. He, he might be the second best. Uh, no, he's probably – yeah, you, you, Daniel Jones might be a little bit better than him. Else. But the, pro, the thing is we're even talking about it. Who who knows? Uh, just just a great win by the Cowboys. Honestly, going into this game, Landon, I had no expectations. I was watching None. with some friends of mine, some family members, and I'm like, you know what? This just feels like a game that's going to be like a preseason game. If they can just hang with him till halftime, I'll be happy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, if they can just hang with him. And, and that was the thing is that that, that – that stayed that way for so much longer than I expected. And yep. by the time the fourth quarter rolled out, I was really starting to believe. I was like, they let us hang around too long. Now we can win this game. Uh, I think once the Cowboys got the ball inside the 30 on the last drive, I'm like, all right, let's instead of playing for the field goal here, let's let's go score and win this game. Like it's it's right here for you. And they did it. I, I mean, I 
it still doesn't feel real, Landon. It really doesn't. It's it's very very odd, uh, you know, and and I can't imagine how Vikings fans are feeling right now, and and because this, it just is. It I mean, they must be used to this at this point because it this seems to happen to them a lot. But uh, it, yeah, the Cowboys absolutely stole one tonight, and, and I think again, if, if we're doing this, hats hats off to the defense. I mean, just just an incredible game. Six and one, Landon. So it's starting to feel a little special about this team, right? Like I'm not sure how it ends. But this has been quite a couple months, right? Last we did lose in all of October, and we only lost once in September. It was a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun, and uh, and it and it does feel different and special, however you want to say it. Uh, you know, good teams find a way to win. Uh, this was definitely one of those games. That last game against New England felt like one of those games. Good teams uh, cover. Uh, the Cowboys six and zero uh, baby six and zero against, against the spread or seven and zero against the spread now seven and zero yeah seven and zero against the spread. spread. So you know I, I think everything it, it's we're so we're so conscious of it now not to like you know call it not to cry wolf but I think it's it's time to start to admit to ourselves that this team might might you know the fact that they can fall into wins like this uh, they might be pretty good. Might be pretty good. That might be the uh, the title of this podcast. The Cowboys might be pretty good this year. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to have a busy show for you guys this week. Landon and I will be back on Tuesday with hopefully some all 22 notes. We'll have some questions. Uh, we're going to watch the film a ton over the next couple of days. Uh, we've got a crossover show with the Locked On uh, Broncos guys uh, later this week. We've got a preview show. Make sure you guys are subscribing to the podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow Landon at McColeBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you next time.